hear that? Presenting a bold new adventure into Lovecraftian horror and black comedy, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's acclaimed second series, The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Sold to the woman in green. Estelle Thorpe has made a precarious purchase. Get anything good? Contents of automobile trunk, backseat, and glove box unsorted. Mmm, riveting. But this auction win is more than it seems. A deranged man tried to outbid me. He confronted me afterwards. That box you bought? Burn it if you know what's good for you. He who is not to be named killed those boys and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you. To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered, Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Cubbenfield, a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I, I, I promise that if you are trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the goods are Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems. I'm gonna just be upstairs cleaning my gun. <laughs> Who are you, my dad? <laughs> Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure. You summoned a demon and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now. And Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm-mm. That sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham, after all. Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children. The Necronomicon. Whatever your intent with this book, I caution you and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you all brought me back. Brought you back from what? This is not our world. This is not our world at all. When the dance is done and his infernal song rings loudest, there will be no lewd carnality denied to us. You leap onto this thing's back and bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. I will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you? It's take too long to explain. We gotta get to get to the hospital. I'll tell you what right now, we, we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I expect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X, the entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program or unlock all our secrets at CthulhuMystery.com. And now, the Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and Bomb Mystery Inc. proudly present No Point, No Race, No Race. 
and wenches, welcome to episode 290 of No Borders, No Race. I am your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. So, uh, that uh, fucked up tour that I talked about in the last episode got delayed to July. You know, I could have easily gone and taken that segment out, but once I finish something, I uh, rarely go back and fix it. I know it's lazy, and I think that in the future, I'll do my best to fix any errors or do some sort of rebuttal at the end of the show. Why didn't I do a rebuttal at the end of the show? Because I sometimes do that. (sighs) Sometimes I can be a little dumb at times. But here's something that's not dumb. I am very excited to announce that I will be at PAX East 2022 this year, so long as it's not canceled like it was in 2021. I'll be on the floor chatting with game devs and checking out on some of the hottest and upcoming titles that I hope everyone here will be interested in checking out in the future. I am also looking forward to seeing people I haven't run into since PAX East 2020. So keep your eyes peeled and look forward to what's to come when that convention hits the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center this April. On today's episode of No Borders No Race, we raise our glasses to the greatest quarterback of all time, and a high school reunion turns to murder. Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, the importance of mouse in this current world climate. But first, let's start this week's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their records and music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're starting today's show with Imer, who you can currently hear singing the opening theme to Demon Slayer Entertainment District Art. She just dropped a new B-side collection entitled, and I'm going to butcher the crap out of this because I can't read Icelandic, Stronulus Not. I am not going to try that again because I know I'm going to butcher it worse. This is the opening track from the collection entitled, Run Riot.
community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackcompat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. She's so good, she's in the light of bitch. Oh, magic, as if you've got it there. ロータとレジャーボックス影を壊して上げてみようぜ明かしたい素晴らしいワンライン 
Io mi la motelze Vincent Tyson Vagesco Onnaji Amenu Dalete Aikonin no Gotta Telephone Box Doa o Kuaste Kagore de Yose Daidaso Yuzuelai Wanai ファイバーイ無駄になった時約は外誰が欲しくたんだろうファイターが傷になったトラブルもきっといつか僕はレールだろう From 2004's Good Dreams, that was The Pillows with Lo-Fi Boy, Fighter Girl. And The Pillows will be part of this year's Arabaki Rock Festival, happening from April 29th to May 1st at the Eco Camp Michinoku in Shibata. Well, Tom Brady has retired. After 22 years of breaking records, the icon has hung up his cleats. With that, he has completed his career with a staggering amount of accomplishments. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL MVP, most career quarterback wins, most career passes attempted and completed, and a whole lot more. As it stands, Tom Brady is and will be the GOAT for a very long time. As a Bostonian, I know the importance of Tom Brady's accomplishments. He lit a fire in Boston sports scene, one that hadn't been seen since the 1980s. When Brady helped the Patriots win the Super Bowl in 2002, that was the beginning of it all. That fire Brady brought started to spread. It ignited the Red Sox, who finally broke the curse of the Bambino in 2004 to win the World Series. It ignited the Celtics, who would win the championship in 2008. It ignited the Bruins, who hoisted the Stanley Cup in 2011. Boston became the city of champions because, in the course of 10 years, we nabbed every single important championship. But it all began in 2001, when Drew Bledsoe found himself injured and Bill Belichick had to bring in a replacement. There was a lot on Brady's shoulders, as we saw Bledsoe as this phenomenal quarterback. We never won a Super Bowl under his wing, but we came very, very close. But when Brady hit the field and found his groove, we began to watch sports history unfold. He brought the Patriots their first championship in 2002. It would grab five more rings for them during his time there. It was sad to see Brady go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020, but one must understand why he did that. Brady needed to see if he was capable of recapturing that lightning in a bottle that he did with the Patriots. 
that what he learned under Belichick could transfer to another team. And he found that answer when he would win Tampa Bay's second Super Bowl title in their entire history. His can-do attitude took a team that struggled for many years to get even close to a championship. The same thing he did with the Patriots 20 years ago. Now, I won't say that Tom Brady was perfect all of the time. There were many seasons where I would watch Brady struggle to find that magic he did in his early days. Sometimes it was frustrating, to the point where I began to think that he should hang up his helmet and retire. And I'm glad that he proved me wrong. I'm glad he showed that there was still a burning passion in his heart. And I'm glad that he'd take my doubts, cast them aside, and win a few more championships even if it was with a different team. Tom Brady's legacy will live on for decades. It will be a very long time before someone comes around and dethrones him as the greatest of all time. I'm not saying it won't be done. All goats have to pass the baton sometime. But for now, let us all raise a glass, a goblet, a grail, whatever you have handy, to the legend that is Tom Brady. Rest well, noble warrior. You earned it. All of it. Battle Beast are back with their latest album, taking them under the big top for a dark and stormy performance. From Circus of Doom, this is Wings of Light.
butterbeer, funnel cake, boysenberry. There's no food like theme park food. Eat the Magic is a YouTube series about theme park food in Southern California and maybe Florida. Eat the Magic is hosted by a childless millennial of real repute, Jared the Greek. Karen's want him, Chad's wants to be him, no bothers given. Tune into our show, Eat the Magic, on YouTube. See our thirst for Dole Whip on Instagram at Eat the Magic. We'll see you real soon at the parks. Why? Because we like you. From Scandal, that was Yugure Tokeru from their new album Mirror, which just became their 10th consecutive album to reach the top five in Japan. 
Well done, ladies. Scandal will be hitting the U.S. this summer, including a stop in Boston, and I believe it'll be their first time in my neck of the woods since Japan Night 2008. Back then, they were still high school students and hadn't even done a tour in their own country. Now let's paint you a scene. A high school reunion, with the party continuing at one of the more successful graduates' home. Things get crazy as fresh drinks and old grudges are poured by the bucket load. Suddenly, you find the successful graduate dead. And now everyone's a suspect. Welcome to the After Party, the latest show from Christopher Miller, one half of the Lord Miller duo. Every episode of the After Party is told in a very different style, as Detective Danner talks to the witnesses at the house. The murder victim is Xavier, a big-name pop star who may have made a few enemies out of old friends. Episode 1 has Anique tell his story in a way that feels like a romantic comedy. Brett perceives the events in question like an action film, while Jaspers takes the form of a musical. But as everyone is telling their side of the story, legit clues about the identity of the killer begin to pour out. The whole genre change in each episode is a very refreshing take on the storytelling narrative. We've seen shows and movies where everyone has their own interpretation of certain events, with there only being, perhaps, a personality change with every version told. To take that element and elevate it to where the stories told in various different genres is a fantastic way of keeping a repeating narrative fresh. It also helps that the characters showcase their perspectives with the right set of emotions. Sam Richardson's Anik is the kind guy who just wants to win the heart of his crush Zoe, played wonderfully by Zoe Chow. Ike Barinholtz is gruff but understanding when it counts as Brett, Zoe's ex-husband. Ben Schwartz is all energy as Jasper, and it's hard not to see his Dewey Duck personality spill out in live-action form. As for Dave Frank's Xavier, the after-party is doing a very good job teetering between him being a jerk and a good friend with his real mentality still unknown. The series does a wonderful job keeping with the comedic elements too, especially when it comes to Xavier's career in both music and film. The Hollow Notes biopic and the film adaptation of a certain board game are showcased hilariously, with cameos from certain folks familiar with the Lord Miller world. How Anik and Jasper start finding clues is also pretty funny, as they link possible evidence to the murder to things that were written on Anik's body when he was passed out drunk. But the important aspect of the after party is the mystery it wants to solve. And it's good seeing how the more clues they discover, the more tougher it's getting to solve. From the ripped up letter to the disappearance of a certain party goer, every dot that gets connected leads to more possibilities rather than them being whittled down. And it's all very fun to watch unfold. You can catch the after party on Apple TV with new episodes every Friday. There will be eight episodes in total, so you can either watch them as they go up or you can wait and binge them with its more digestible episode count. I'm looking forward to tuning in each week to see what happens, as the after party is shaping to be a great way to hold myself off for the next season of Only Murders in the Building. Kana Boone are back with a new single whose title is the same one of Man with Emissions My Hero Academia theme song. The main difference? This song's actually good. No offense, man, with a mission. You kind of, uh, missed the park in that song. Anyways, here are Kanaboom with Merry Go Round.
しないようです体の奥心の奥確かめようもない確かなものがここにあるんです何十何百何千何億何十億どんだけあってもとりなんてないもんは僕らにはあって世界の靴時代の靴そんなもんには縛られやしないのが愛だって知って
That was Vonamore with You the People. That's a little taste of their upcoming debut album, which is scheduled to hit stores on February 18th. And now, folks, we're unwrapping a classic for this week's edition of our local outing. And for good reason, it's the Beantown Sampler. It was sad to hear the news that ska icons the Mighty Mighty Boston's would be calling it quits after nearly 40 years. Dickie Barrett and his army war staple of Boston's music scene fitted nicely in between Aerosmith and the Dropkick Murphys. While there are various rumors as to why they've broken up, I personally don't want to dive too deep into it. I mean, I have, and it's a little concerning. But, for now, I want to think back fondly of the band whose hometown throwdowns were always the perfect way to end the year in Boston. So let's skank one last time with the Bostones, with a cut from their album, More Noises and Other Disturbances, Razor Glasses, for this is I'll Drink to That.
shut I had to do something but I didn't know what The darkness was nice but it wasn't enough The clock wasn't stopping so I had to get tough Get tough Get up Get out Get tough We've got your pop culture reactions and news over at leakpodcast.com. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts on social at Leak Podcast.
is from Kyari Pamu Pamu. That was Maybe Baby. The song serves as the theme song to the anime adaptation of the video game Ninjala, which you can watch weekly on its official YouTube page. And now, folks, it's time to get some things off my chest. And as a fair warning, we will be talking about one of history's greatest atrocities. So please be prepared. It's time for a bastard soapbox. Back in college, I was fortunate enough to be able to take a graphic novel course in my English major. In the class, we had to read various graphic novels and write an essay about one theme in each. Our criteria included Alan Moore's V for Vendetta, Martin Satrapi's Persepolis, and Chris Ware's Jimmy Corrigan, The Smartest Kid on Earth. But out of all of them, no graphic novel we read that semester stood out more than Art Spiegelman's Mouse. Mouse is a very unique and true-to-life look at what happened in the Holocaust. While the characters are animals, the story is pulled from Spiegelman's father's experience living under Nazi rule. The book also shows the contrast between what his father experienced and some of his own racist attitudes regarding minorities, something that shocks Art seeing as his viewpoints are similar to how the Nazis saw him. In my opinion, Mouse is a masterpiece in every sense of the word, and it's a graphic novel that I feel is required reading for everyone. However, there are those who are attempting to censor Mouse. Early in January, an education board in Tennessee voted unanimously to remove the book from 8th grade curriculum. Their reasons are that because it has a little bit of cursing, there's nudity, and the themes of violence and suicide. Things that have appeared in many, many forms of literature for the last thousand years. Things that I have read and seen since all the way back in the third grade. And the fact that they banned this book just one day before Holocaust Remembrance Day is a slap in the face to those who died and survived one of the biggest atrocities that ever happened in human history. The curse words that are used in Mouse are PG at best. The nudity excuse is baffling as everyone's an animal, and I mean, Donald Duck wears no pants and no one's ever complained about that. Violence? Well, let's be blunt, everything from books to popular cartoons and movies is chock-filled with violence. And suicide? Well, that's one of the favorite things both Greek playwrights and Shakespeare wrote about on numerous occasions. So after looking through their complaints, I can easily say that these excuses are bullshit at best. It's baffling when a book that's so beloved and cherished is banned by people who don't understand its value. If they actually read Mouse, they would see an amazing tale of a man and his wife surviving the Holocaust, the struggles of raising a son after going through those extreme times, the feelings of a son after their mother kills himself, as well as how he feels about his father remarrying and how crazy it is that a Holocaust victim would have such racist thoughts about minorities. Living under Nazi rule may be the bulk of what Mouse is all about, 
but it's really about going through the rest of your days after experiencing being treated worse than the dirt that one walks over. Thankfully, a lot of people are standing up in support of Mouse, from Spiegelman himself to even those higher in the political sphere in Tennessee and the rest of the country. Because these 10 board members decided to do a very stupid thing, Mouse is becoming popular again. Bookstores are selling out of it. Churches are holding seminars over how complicit they were to the Nazis during World War II, with Mouse serving as the basis of the discussion. Libraries are ordering more copies of it so more people can check them out. Banning a book doesn't get rid of it. It just amplifies its importance. Remember, when Tipper Gore tried to censor music by adding a parental advisory label to albums she considered vulgar, the whole thing blew up in her face when people started buying these records in droves. Trying to censor or ban any form of art will just put it in the people's hands even quicker. A few days ago, that school board acknowledged Mouse's importance, but didn't reverse its ban. They instead decided to try to find works on the subject matter that would be more suitable in a quote-unquote more age-appropriate fashion. Well, I've got news for them. There's no way to teach kids about the Holocaust in a quote-unquote more age-appropriate fashion. I was 10 when I visited the Holocaust Museum in D.C. I watched Schindler's List when I was 11, which is filled with violent and disturbing imagery. The museum is filled with shocking facts and photos. And going to see these things, watching these things, gave me a better understanding of why this part of history must always be told. We must understand that humans are capable of the most terrible things imaginable, and even the unimaginable. And Art Spiegelman's mouse is perhaps the most kid-friendly way of teaching about it. In the same way, the film Funan is a good film for younger audiences to understand how awful the Khmer Rouge was. It is important for kids to learn about these atrocities because hate breeds at a very young age, and it is extremely difficult to reverse that hatred when it's imprinted deeply into their minds. Because it's not like the atrocities against the Jewish community have ended, they're still going on. The other day, one of my friends posted pics of Nazis protesting on a bridge in Florida holding anti-Semitic signs and spewing hatred out of their lungs. So not only have these disgusting people stayed around after World War II, they've managed to spread it into my own fucking country. This is why people need to read stuff like Mouse. This is why people need to visit the Holocaust Museum. This is why people need to see for themselves why knowing what happened back then is so goddamn important. Because if these pieces of shit had their way, they'd start the genocide all over again. So for the love of God, stop banning things that'll help teach people about what the worst of humanity is capable of. So, for those who are still curious as to whether or not Mouse is as controversial as this board claims it to be, I urge you to read it for yourselves. 
It is an eye-opening story told in a very beautiful, unique way. And it will stand the test of time for many generations as one of the best pieces of literature that tells about this horrible time period that happened only 80 years ago. So please, check out Art Spiegelman's Mouse. Find it however you can. And see for yourself why it's one of the most important graphic novels ever written. And that concludes today's Bastard Soapbox. Remember, these are mostly my opinions and not those of the Land of Esh. But today I sprinkled quite a lot of truth. So please take that into heart. So, let us switch gears and return to this week's playlist. Dublin's Cat Dowling has returned with her latest album, Animals, which hit online stores just this past week. Here's one of the recent singles from that album, entitled, All That I Can Do.
Hi, everybody. This is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you get any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically, what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them... Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time. How did I sleep so long? The time was lost, and my life I saw. And then I said I didn't bad to I don't know.
rare track from Asian Kung Fu Generation's early EP, I'm Standing Here. That was Unmei. This year, the band will continue on with its 25th anniversary with the aptly named tour, More Than a Quarter Century. So, shite ima, minasan, konshu no nihongo yoyaku no jikan desu. Sa, ikoze! Tama Brady wa niju ni nenkan ni wataru football no quarterback to shite no kariya o tsuin ni oimas. Kane no igyo wa nan sedai ni mo watate sonzoku suru koto de sho. Hijon ni oku no football no kiroku o yabute iro no de. Tom Brady no sijo saiko no taitoro o dareka ga ubao koto to naru made ni wa nagai jikan ga kakaru de sho. The after party wa omoshiroi satsujin mystery comedy desu. Kaku episode de genre o kaeru hoho wa monogatore o shinsen de tanoshi mono ni shimasu. Yori okono tega kari ga mitsukaru koto ni yori, yori okono kano sega ni o musubi koto ni narimas. Sore zore no nazo ga dono yo ni kaimei sareru ka o tanoshimi ni shite imas. Saigo ni, ata spigomen no mouse wa, kore made ni kakaretta motomo juyona graphic novel no hitotsu desu. Tenesishu no gakko deno kinshi wa, katara rete iru monogatri no juyo se o zofuku saseru koto ni narimashita. Kotomo tachi wa, dai niji sekai taisen chu ni nani ga Okota no ka. So ste, jin rui ga sayaku no dekigoto to shite. Nani o shita no ka o likai suro tami ni mouse o yomu hitsuyo ga arimas. Moshi, kono monogatari ga nan sedai ni mo watate hikitsu ga rena kereba. Hinan subeki aku ga futatabi tachi agaru. My thanks again to my teacher, Mikio Hattori-sensei. Remember, if you'd like to know more information on her cultural exchange initiative, be sure to visit their website at ceinitiative.org. And you can also follow CE Initiative on Instagram and Facebook. Coming up, we've got the latest from Kuroko, one of my early faves of the Anna Song scene. She was scheduled to perform some shows, but had to cancel due to needing to quarantine from a possible COVID exposure. Hoping she's feeling a lot better. This is Kuroko with Fastest.
Passion, freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com. his 2019 album Pony that was Orville Peck with Winds Change. Orville Peck was announced as one of the many musical guests at this year's Boston Calling, which is hopefully happening on Memorial Day weekend this year. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me, your King Baby Duck, on Twitter, the J-Pop, Video Games, Anime, Amino Pages, Instagram, and Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at BlackCompat.com, 
twitch.tv slash blackcompat, and youtube.com slash blackcompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from Vonamore and Cat Dowling, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR, and a very special thank you to Black Rose Burning for their contribution to Shameless Tuesdays. Very special shout out to Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts for coming onto our one-on-one podcast. It was a thrill talking to this guy, and I am so excited to see where his career takes him, both in and out of the anime soundtrack realm. We're ending the show with the latest from J-pop extraordinaire Hikaru Utena, who just dropped their latest album, Bad Mode. In my opinion, this is their best work in over 10 years, so please don't skip out on it. This is one of the cuts from the record entitled, Kibun Janai No, Not in the Mood. So until next time, this is your King Baby Duck, reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps.
didn't know what to say. Hey, how are you? How has your day been? I've been quiet. It's just one of them days. Hey, how are you? How has your day been? Hey guys, this is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo from the Electric Sisterhood, and your host for the No Borders, No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com, CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can.